Hi, thanks for joining us on another episode of Beyond the Chair. My name is Greg Presti and I'm CEO of Local Search for Dentists, a full service dental marketing agency. And I'm joined by two very special guests here. Uh, we have Dr. Chris Salerno, who is the chief editor for Dental Economics Magazine and a practicing dentist, as well as Dr. Josh Austin, who is a practicing dentist and editor with Dental Economics Magazine. And Today we're going to talk to you a little bit about consumer behavior and how that has evolved over the last 10 years and what new patients are looking for, what referrals are looking for, so you can hopefully have some real tactics that you can bring to your practice to start to attract more of those people who um, want to pay, stay, and refer, right? So, Chris, I'll start with you because I know you like to geek out a little bit on the stats of consumer behavior. So. Tell me a little bit about, for everyone, what are some of the core statistics that you've looked at recently that sort of are eye-opening to you that our, our listeners and our visitors will want to know about so they can start to understand sort of the dynamic of how the whole trending is going in the industry? Yeah, so what we do know is that according to ADA research, since about 2002 or 2003, the growth of the uh, usage of dental services by adults, say older than 18 but younger than 65, that hasn't kept pace with, with the cost of doing business, hasn't kept pace with population growth. And we're now in a period where the spending on, on dentist, dental care by adults in the US is flat or even decreasing in certain areas. So why is that? that that's a complicated one to, to crack and we don't really have good data on that, but there are some very plausible theories. And the number one has got to be that there's more dentists out there now and so right. uh, there's more competition. Uh, so we certainly all, all feel that, that, you know, those gaps in our schedule. And if there's more dentists and declining or flat demand for our care, we can see why that creates a problem sure. for us. Sure. And one of the explanations for why we may see that flattening or de decline in, in dental care usage is the commoditization of our care. We don't like to think of, of our patients as customers, right? We like to think of our services as being unique and, and healthcare, we're, we're providing a wonderful service for people. But unfortunately, for, for some patients, they believe that a, a crown is a crown and they can go bargain shop for that sort of right. thing. Yeah. And so it's up to us to try to educate them about why our services are unique and are special and that a crown that, that Josh does is, is obviously much better than a crown that, that I would do. I mean, that goes without saying. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> but we have to figure out how to, not to, not to compare ourselves to other dentists necessarily, but, but sure. through our education, establish credibility in our communities and let them know that you know, treating our services as commodities is, is not going to be a great move for them. So based on those numbers, and, and Josh, I think you would probably agree with this, is when we look at sort of these two things zigzagging and we come to that apex where competition is increasing and demand is decreasing, we have to have differentiating factors that make our practices different. So m us being a marketing agency, I go right to, okay, well, what are we doing differently to attract the people that we want and where are those people? Right. Because if we're having less people, that means we have to figure out, are they on Google? Are they on Facebook? Are sure. they you know, at the local coffee shop? Wherever they are. So um, let's tell everyone a little bit about what you think you can do yeah. in your own solo practice to maybe 
survive that statistic right. because in my mind I think that that trend continues for a little bit now. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and it's kind of like the Amazoning of dentistry, right? Sure. The idea that um, you need to get people into the door with some sort of baited hook and then hopefully then you can sort of, you know, pull that, that hook in and in, in land a, 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 a prize-winning fish based on what you do in your practice, right? And a lot of it is social proofing. You know, people, you can't just list letters after your name anymore and expect people to just blindly think that that means you're qualified and, and, and then follow the trail of all those letters of all the associations you're a member of. You know, I think you have to be out there, be making relationships, be interacting in, in the online world, whether that be in social media, whether that be on, in online review sites. And then you have to actually be there to deliver the goods, right? If a patient, if you, if you set yourself up as a certain thing in your social media profiles and in your reviews, when they walk in the door, they need to experience that same sort of thing, right? And if that happens, if there is that sort of transference of the, the things that you talk about in your social posting and the things that get talked about in your reviews and in your marketing, and then they feel that when they walk in the office and there's like a delivery of those goods, then you already have people kind of buying in and trusting right. already before they've even like sat down in the hygiene chair, you know, and gotten a treatment plan or whatever it may be, that, they're, that you're sort of on, on the right track and, and you and them are jiving and, and whatnot. So I think the idea of social proofing, I think is, is, is really, Kind of, That's kind of a great important. point because when you said that in my mind, I immediately jumped to people who invest in say like a lot of pay-per-click ads or online ads with Google AdWords or even Facebook now which is becoming popular in terms of advertising your services is understanding that when someone sees an ad for say Invisalign or an implant and maybe you're doing it yourself or maybe someone's doing it for you and all of a sudden you plop them onto a, just your generic family dentistry website. The patient automatically just deflates. They go, right? Well, I wanted to see, like, see Invisalign or implants. I wanted to see that specific treatment being taken care of, which is all about setting that expectation. And I think that expectation starts with your marketing when they first see it and then dovetails into what online property they are visiting, what's the call to action on that online property. So that way when they call and they do come in, all those expectations with the website, the reviews, uh, the ad copy, all flows with who's answering the phone, how they're answering the phone, how, how your team's treating them, how you're treating them, and then all those things sort of dovetail together because we all know right now, um, the research tells us Google is the largest, most trusted media on the planet, larger than any newspaper, uh, radio station, TV, especially with the advent of, of fake news, if you will. Google has sort of survived all of that and become even more trusted. It's just helped them more. <music>